Again, only darkness prevailed at Genesis 1. And so the light opposes darkness. There was no life there, so all that there was there was death. So we have this positioning of death and light at Genesis 1, which again Christ goes on to explain that's himself. And it follows obviously that the light of life is life then. Life then comes from life. That is what the scientific community calls the inviolable law of biogenesis. It has never been violated. Regardless of what you may have been taught, there is not a single scientific occurrence that has violated the law of biogenesis. Life must come from life. It cannot come from non-life. Never has. There's no experiment that has ever made that uh, anything but true. And all in the scientific community know about the inviolability of the law of biogenesis. Well, Christ, again, God says, I am the life from which all life has come. And that means that all life must result then from the light of life, which he says he is in Genesis and John. And it... And if the glory of God, you will see Christ all the time say, or you will read him say, you will see the glory of God. At Exodus, uh, Moses told the Israelites, stand still, which is a very polite way of saying, shut up, and you will see the salvation of God. Well, Christ, his name Jesus, Yeshua, means salvation. He is that which they saw. He is the one in the pillar of the cloud, Ezekiel 1, overhead of them, on that throne. That is the salvation. That is the glory of God. That is God himself sitting there in the likeness of man, adding, having added full humanity. So... How have we done so far logically? The glory of God, the Shekinah glory it is called, that which dwells with man. That word means to dwell. You will read all kinds of nonsense on the worldwide nonsense thing. What do they call that? The, the Internet. It is just filled to the brim with idiocy. And it is making us all dumber. And will do so, I think, to the very end. You will see positions that think that that is the feminization of God. It is not. Shekinah is a word that means to dwell with or to dwell within. It is God dwelling. That's the root of that term. And The Shekinah glory is in Scripture, and you can actually track the glory of God, the light of God, the light of life, the life-creating light. You can track it through the Bible. You can see it move. It is at the Garden of Eden. It is what is is the flaming sword that stops the Garden of Eden from being trespassed. It it is the light that leaves the tower. I'm sorry, the temple in Ezekiel 10. You can see it primarily. Christ demonstrates it at Matthew 17, where that's the Mount of Transfiguration, where he opens himself to his disciples, John, Peter, and. James, and he demonstrates that he is the life 
giving, creating light. That's me. Shows it to them. He is the Shekinah glory that dwells with men. That is why he does the transfiguration. If you ever wanted to know why does he go here and why does he do this, it is because he's saying to you and to us, I am the light that struck the darkness in Genesis 1, that created life. That's me. Then, and he declares it. He's the true light, John 1, 3 through 10, which gives light and life to every man. And Jesus Christ, then, is the only resurrection of life, because that's the logical conclusion. That's the logical extension. Again, in John eleven twenty five, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. There's only one resurrection. There is only one resurrector. There is only one source of life. There is no other life apart from him. That's what he says. Because only the life-creating force can resurrect life and preserve life eternally. So, light life must come from light life. You might not have heard me say that very well. I don't have my medicine. It's hiding behind one of the lambs. You think I'm kidding. It's not. I'll show you. I, I, I desperately need it because I have to say words that are almost similar with my speech impediment. I don't really need it. I can do without it. Don't worry about me. I cannot drink it at any time, except now. I am. I don't have my advertising system. You're absolutely correct. Well, I realize that. I don't think there's any cameras on me. Those are just fake today. Okay. So don't worry. Okay. <laughs> We're so excited that you're going to have the baby at, at, uh, on Christmas Eve, right? That's really cool. Where will you be standing for that service? All, everybody will want to come and see that. I'm guaranteeing that. So make, a, make an audio and video representation for us. But let me go back. Because the only life-creating force can... Only that life can resurrect life and preserve life, eternal life, timeless life. In order to have timeless life, I must myself be timeless. God must be timeless. He must be outside of time. So light life must come from light life. Hopefully I said that articulated it enough that you can understand the two words shouldn't be separated. That's how we began. Light and life are placed together. Light life must come from light life. Existence can only come from existence as God defines existence. How does he define existence? It's destination. If you, you, you have immortality, what you lack is destination. You cannot have anything. You will not cease to exist. You cannot be extinguished. God does not define existence as extinguishment. He defines it as proximity. 
relationship with him. Life is a relationship. It is in his presence. If you are not in his presence, you have death. But you have immortality. Existence cannot be defined as anything but existence. So, existence cannot come out of non-existence. It must come from existence. No existence has ever originated spontaneously. Existence comes from existence. I can say it this way. Consciousness must come from consciousness. There must be an original or a, a origin of consciousness that is always conscious. Ultimately, if you keep with this, def- this discussion, you end up understanding that infinity must come from infinity. He says in, in John eleven twenty five, let me read it. This is why we do candlelight service with candlelight and risk all the liability. Because it's actually very important to understand it. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And that's why we do candlelight. So if somebody can turn off the light and put your lives in danger, not your real lives as God defines it, but this, yes, musicians can do whatever they want. They have complete authority to trespass. Somebody can come up here and we'll just start sending this around the Be careful. Realize that there are video cameras all over the place, so we'll be able to, we'll be able to, uh, we'll be able to discover the source that has, please watch the children at all times. What you're signifying by doing this, much like the communion service, is that you understand that he is the life. He is the light. He is the resurrection. He is the light of life. He is the only one who will save you. And you understand the relationship between creation and light. There's a mystery in scripture that is... The indwelling, it is called the mystery of the indwelling, or Christ in us. And this is a representation of that mystery. How it is that Christ, the light of life, enters into us, saves us, preserves us for all eternity. And you are signifying that you understand that. And that you believe what he says. Do you believe me, he asks us. 
Your salvation is not a physical work-based system. It is a belief-based system. It's not physical. It is a mental, spiritual exercise, a mental property or a spiritual property and not a physical property. Belief is something you think, not something you do. What you do manifests what you believe. What you believe is, first and foremost, is everyone who wishes to risk themselves and their clothing and their hair. Women with long hair, look behind you before we turn out more lights. Okay, get, kill more lights. You want them to stand? Please stand. The song is about 14 minutes long. Shouldn't be a problem at all.
One of the magnificent truths of Genesis 1, 1 through 3, is that the light came to the darkness, but did not eradicate the darkness, just separated the darkness from the light. That's kind of what we're doing here. We have light, but we still have darkness. The darkness is not removed until Revelation 22.5. At the end, when we are, have our, his name put on our foreheads and we live for eternity, forever and ever. We are in this transitionary 7,000 year period. Everyone always asks me, why, why didn't he just get rid of the darkness at 1-1? Because it wasn't time to get rid of the darkness. Now, if you want to know where the darkness came from, see me later. Bring a lunch. But that is an incredible truth. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have given us life, that you are the light of life, that you came to the darkness you save and resurrect, preserve for all eternity those who believe who you say you are. Please bless these people who believe. What a joy to know they will be there. Please bless the food that they brought. And we wait the coming of you. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, I should say quickly, um, the people on the internet audience. Oh. I think um, all I was going to. Uh, uh, let me see. But are they dismissing to join to the way? Okay. Well, let me just finish this because I'm not going to say anything anymore. They're tired of me. Look at them. I don't want this guy shut up. Somebody sent us food from the vast internet audience from Indiana, and I think, I can't remember. One gentleman said, here's money, go buy Kentucky Fried Chicken for Christmas. And another lady sent us all kinds of chocolate from Indiana. Well, that's where her parents are. I don't know where she is for sure. Okay, that's enough. Blow out these things.